Aloha, and welcome to my Messy Little Life podcast. This is episode 34, Baby Steps. There was a period of time, somewhere between when my husband died and when the world started opening back up again, where I was not okay. My anxiety was at an all-time high. My nervous system was completely dysregulated. I was hypervigilant every loud sound or sudden movement making me jump out of my skin. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop, the next bad thing to happen. My husband left me. He ended his life. I found out about so many secrets and lies. And now the world was falling apart. Waves of people were dying left and right. The apocalypse was coming and we were all stuck in our homes. When we received the first stay-at-home orders, it was actually sort of a relief. I was already trying to avoid the outside world, struggling to face people and keep up with everyday life. And then I was given this gift, like, you know what? Why don't you take some time off from adulting for a while? We'll close the bank and the dentist and shut down soccer practice so you don't even have to go. Just stay home and play board games do art projects and science experiments. It'll be fun. And it was at first until we all started to feel trapped. Like there was no end in sight. More and more people were getting sick. People were losing their jobs and everyone's mental health started to suffer. My son and I would take walks in our neighborhood. It was like a ghost town. The resorts and the golf course were closed. We had the beaches all to ourselves. And the further we got away from our house, the stronger my anxiety would show up. I would worry about the most unrealistic scenarios happening to me. The dizziness, the panic, the shortness of breath. I was sure they were going to find me laid out in the middle of the road, a block away from my house. The days became longer, and the excitement and the novelty started to wear off. And I, like most people on the planet, would look at other people's Instagram posts and feel like a loser. People I knew were posting epic photos of hiking trails and snorkel spots and sunrises on the beach. They were taking full advantage of the lack of tourists and traffic and of their freed-up schedules. Meanwhile, I could barely drive 10 minutes away for a target run. I've always envied friends who hike and explore the island. I've always wanted to feel that same adventurous feeling I see when I look at pictures of them. They look free, arms spread out wide at the top of a trail with the ocean or the city or the highway down below, exhilarating. But when I would even imagine doing something like that, my brain would scream at me. Are you crazy? Just think of all the bad things that could happen to you. Just the thought alone of driving across the island would get my heart racing. Over time, I started to do a lot of work on myself and began to get my anxiety more under control. I would always come back to the idea of going on hikes. I would see more and more posts on Instagram. 
I started following different Facebook groups. I even got an app. I started doing my homework. It was something I didn't want to let go of, something I wanted to finally be able to do one day. And I started to become more curious and open to the idea of giving it a try. We'd gone a few times before with friends, but the idea of going on our own was a whole different thing. First of all, I get lost, like a lot, everywhere I go. Even with GPS in my car, I get rerouted and turned around with my son in the backseat saying, here we go again. It's become a whole thing. So there's that. But also, the further I get away from my comfort zone, the more likely I am to have a panic attack. So there's that too. But I started to notice more and more that nature had become our therapy. Taking a walk along the ocean in the morning, sitting under a tree at the beach, visiting a farm to feed the goats. I think the first hike we did on our own was the one that's closest to home. I had heard about this trail only about 10 to 15 minutes away and only about a mile and a half long. How hard could it be? A friend gave me a few tips and told me exactly where to park. Parking is a big thing for me. It can make or break any situation. So one day, about a year ago, when I was feeling slightly brave, we set out to do that hike. We got there early to beat the heat and found parking right away. So we were off to a good start. We had water, sunscreen, and big sun hats. And we began our ascent. The end goal was to reach the bunkers at the top with the most noticeable pillbox painted hot pink. What I didn't realize was how steep the climb would be and that there would be zero amounts of shade. It was a hot and dry hike. As we started walking the trail, I spotted the pink pillbox up above us. And I mean way up above. It might as well have been on another planet. It looked impossibly far away. Immediately discouraged, my anxiety started to rev up right away. I am so out of shape. I will never make it to the top. My heart is going to explode. It's so hot out here, I'm probably going to faint. Look how narrow the trail is. I'm going to slip and fall off the side. It was awful. I complained the whole way up, ruining the experience for my son. I kept taking breaks to catch my breath and to hydrate. I kept wanting to just turn back and go home. But eventually we made our way, slowly but surely, to the top. The view was breathtaking. I could see the ocean for miles. I could see the highway down below. I could see our neighborhood from way up there. And although I was too anxious to fully enjoy it, I still felt a sense of accomplishment. I was proud of myself for making the effort. I couldn't get down fast enough. I practically sprinted back to the car. From there, we started to baby step our way into what we now refer to as Saturday adventures, a botanical garden, a petting zoo or animal sanctuary, a beach cleanup, and of course, more hikes. The more I prove to myself that I can do it, the more confident I feel for the next adventure. 
And now I've got the bug, so I'm constantly poking around looking for which trail to tackle next. My son is exactly like me. The more we know and schedule and plan, the less likely we are to have a meltdown. So each week, I find somewhere for us to go, and on Saturday morning, we just get up and head out. Mind you, I still have to do all the research first. I need to know exactly how to get there, where to park, and where to go from there. I make note of hikes I see other people posting, and then I check them out. I look them up on my hiking app, but I also Google search and read blogs about them as well. I'll take any tips, tricks, or photos that can help. That way, when we're out in the middle of a forest and there's a choice of which way to go, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'll say to my son, just up ahead, we should see a bamboo forest, or after the bridge, we should stay to the left. And somewhere between jumping in the car and being about halfway into the trail when he starts to complain about wanting to get back home to his iPad, I have a moment, breathing in the fresh air, moving my body, hearing the birds in the trees. And when we make it back to the car, I feel so fucking proud of myself. And now that my son is on break, we're able to go on even more adventures. So a friend and I were talking about some of the things we wanted to do this summer with the kids. We decided to go to a nearby adventure park and try the aerial obstacle course, even though I'm afraid of heights. I always thought that was a funny term, afraid of heights. It's not the height that I'm afraid of, necessarily. It's the falling to my death part that scares me, but anyway. My son and I had gone there a few months ago for his friend's birthday party. I watched him do the course, even though he's also afraid of heights, and I thought that would be a good way to face my fear and challenge myself. I figured I have excellent balance and pretty decent upper arm strength, so I should be okay. My friend found a Groupon for the course and we bought tickets for our kids and ourselves. We finally found a day that worked for everyone and put it on the schedule. When we showed up on Tuesday, we met with our guide, got fitted into our harnesses, and were given a quick safety briefing. Then we were taken up onto the tower and were shown how to click ourselves in and were given even more instructions. The tower has two courses. We would start on the lower course, 40 feet off the ground, and then make our way to the higher course, which is 50 feet up. As we got closer to starting our tour, reality started to set, settle in more and more. What was I thinking? Was I really gonna do this? And when our guide opened the safety gate to let us out onto the course, I made the mistake of looking down. That's when I remembered that I'm not scared of heights. I'm terrified of them. I had positioned myself in the middle of our group because I knew I couldn't possibly go first, but was afraid that if I was last, I might not go at all. I was so preoccupied with helping the littler ones click themselves onto the line that I didn't even realize it was now my turn. Our guide waved her hand toward the first obstacle and said, go ahead, friend. Oh my God, this was happening. My legs started to shake. And even though I was double clicked into the safety line, 
And even though I knew logically that it would hold me if I fell, my whole body was telling me that one false move would be the end of me. I had that cold feeling of terror shooting through me. But some stubborn part of me made me step out onto the metal cord and grab onto the swinging wooden log and hang on for dear life. I realized halfway in that I was supposed to weave my way in and out of those logs, but I wasn't doing that. So my safety line was getting tangled and I actually had to backtrack and do it again. I was not thrilled. I looked over at my friend who was way ahead of me, shaking my head in pure defeat. She had a huge smile on her face and was nodding as if to say, you can do it. When I finally completed that section and reached the first platform, I started to cry. It was so much harder than I thought, and I had a long way to go. Even if I wanted to quit, which I absolutely refused to do with most things, I would still have to make my way out. There isn't somebody that would come and get me. So I literally had no choice but to keep going, which I did, step by step. Some sections were easier than others, and one was so hard that one of the guides had to talk me through it. But eventually, with rope burns and muscle cramps, I reached the end. It reminded me exactly of this grief journey that I've been on for so long now. How much more challenging and impossible it was than I thought anything could be. How terrified and alone I felt while everyone was cheering me on. Look how strong you are. You're doing great. When I didn't feel strong or great, I felt like a mess. And the only reason I kept going was I had no fucking choice. No one was coming to rescue me. It was just me, out there, all by myself. And the only way to get through it was to keep going, breaking it down into segments, talking to myself, taking deep breaths, wanting so badly to give up, praying that my son was okay because I could only really focus on myself, hearing myself say, I can't, and that just fueling me to keep pushing taking my time, believing in myself, and taking it one shaky baby step at a time, just like I do every day in real life. Needless to say, when it was time to move up to the higher level, I decided to opt out. I had had enough excitement for one day. I was proud of what I had done. No need to push myself any further. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow my blog at mymessylittlelife.com. And you can also follow my Messy Little Life podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, take good care. Aloha.